Welcome to Opus Private Clients Wealth Style Podcast. All of the material discussed on our podcasts have specific themes, and that's to move your wealth and lifestyle forward, increase your purpose, and provide you with clarity and confidence. Opus's mantra is always forward. We have found that regardless of one's wealth, moving your lifestyle forward is the number one priority for our clients. On our podcast, we'll share our rich 35 years of experience in designing strategies, share clients' experiences, and introduce resources that have positively impacted our clients. We trust that you will enjoy our direct, transparent, and realistic approach to positively impacting the quality of you and your family's lives. Now, on to the show. Welcome to the Opus Wellstyle podcast. My name is Ivan Watanabe. Welcome to the fourth part of the Threats Against Retirement series. With me today is my great managing partner, Russ Carpentieri. What's going on, Russ? Hey, Ivan. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm excited to have you on today to share with the audience a little bit about sort of lifestyle planning and how that plays a critical role within retirement planning. Before we dive into that, I thought it would be good for you to share with the audience what retirement means to you. I think retirement was always about leaving your job behind and just pursuing your hobbies and things of that nature. For me, retirement planning is really about financial freedom to do whatever you want to do, make a difference in some way, shape or form, whether it's creating a new business, charitable planning, impacting those less fortunate. I don't think it's a matter of stopping. It's it's almost a matter of continuing to go forward, but without the same level of financial worry you have when you're starting off, because hopefully if you've followed some of the good guidelines, you're financially independent and you have a lot of choices. That's great. No, I, I think that makes a ton of sense. And it seems like it's a general theme across all of the the other guys that have been on financial freedom is, is key. As it relates to lifestyle planning and retirement, I mean, tell the audience a little bit about where to start as it relates to lifestyle planning, what are the things they need to be considering? Uh, where are the mistakes that other people have made? I'm really curious to hear what you have to say on that. Yeah, I think everybody has a dream of what their lifestyle is going to be, not only at retirement, but also through the course of their life. And I will tell you that the common theme that we've seen through our clients of over 37 years is people start to really pay attention to it. They save early. They are disciplined. And, you know, before you know it, you pick your head up and you've accumulated a fair amount of wealth in various pockets. You know, I think it's that level of consistency and discipline and not so much try to hit that that grand slam early on. It occasionally works, but most of the time someone has some sort of kind of horror story along the way. Discipline and having a game plan, I think, are just super key for, you know, at an early age to kind of set the foundation going forward. Got it. And and once somebody reaches retirement, I mean, how much discipline is required? Are there things that you've seen people make really big mistakes on during retirement after they've already left their, say, nine to five job or have sort of gone off that second career? What are the big errors that you see people making there? I think people underestimate how much money they're going to spend in retirement. When you're working all the right. time, you just don't really, you don't have as much time to kind of spend your money. When you're retired, whatever that means, right, you just have 
look, you want to buy potentially larger things. It might be a larger home, might be a second home. It might be some cars that you were trying to always had your eye on. But I think people underestimate the amount that you will actually spend in a retirement environment. Now, if you're of a relatively conservative nature, and most of our clients live really well below their means of what they've accumulated in their life, and they seem to be the most happiest, right? They just don't have that level of pressure on them in a retirement environment. A lot of their debt's gone. They have great assets that they've accumulated in cash flow and businesses, and most of them are still earning. It's kind of the perfect storm to create anything that they really want to create or certainly make make a difference from a charitable perspective, which we're seeing just, you know, an enormous, enormous amount of emphasis on. It's funny because I think a lot of people approach it as reduction in retirement, right? I'm going to spend less. I'm going to cut my spending. I probably won't travel as much. And the reality is that when people get to retirement, it sounds like they're spending more, they're giving away more, they're wanting to do more, and all of those things come at, at, a, at, a, at a cost, right? So if they haven't planned accordingly and planned for more, then they could potentially be putting themselves in a tough position. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think, I think the, the, the big mistake that people get into is if they haven't accumulated a much, as much money as they would have wanted to or is, is enough to um, support their consumption or lifestyle, the biggest mistake I see is they start to take risk and they start to chase yield. And when you do that, either you're really right or you're really wrong in a very, very short period of time. These expenses and things really don't go away. You, you, do, you may want to travel more. You may want to impact your kids, help your kids a bit more, grandkids. And I think that to be able to kind of dip into all those years of, of discipline, saving and investing and diversification just gives you a really wonderful opportunity to pretty much do anything that you want. Now, that's not really representative of the entire world, right? So you get somebody who is in a position where they've just saved as much money as they can in their 401k. They've got their house paid off. Maybe they've educated their kids. That real question becomes, from a budget perspective, how much money do I really need to live my lifestyle, whatever that might be, and then finding some really, a really good team or people to help them not only get there, but, but get there and not outlive their money. It's a, it's a, you know, a bit of an art. You have to put time into it. 50 years ago, people would retire from a major company and they have a pension and that was it. Those, those days are really not say gone, but there it's much different today than it was a long time ago when you worked for a company that did the saving for you. Got it. So, so going into it, I mean, it sounds like people need to really start as soon as possible, have a disciplined saving strategy and really account for more than they anticipate during retirement versus less. Because I think if they shortchange themselves on the retirement side, they're either going to live a lesser retirement or as you said, they're chasing yield, which could be a really messy problem in years where they, they shouldn't be white knuckling the stock market every day, wondering what's going on, because that sounds like a miserable retirement, <laughs> miserable retirement to me watching, watching the news every day, wondering what's going on in the markets. 
Yeah, if you're tied into that world, then the quality of your life is dictated by the results. And I think it's the other way around. You want the quality of your life to be dictated around what you have been able to accomplish over your lifetime and the discipline and the savings and building different buckets of monies and assets. And when you get to the that point in which you want to throttle back a little bit, most people can pick their heads up and say, I have a significant amount of money that I've accumulated to do whatever it is that I want to do. You know, you read all the time about people who have to work because something happened, right? The market didn't cooperate. They took risk. They underestimated their, their expenses. And all of a sudden you have that plus 65 group that are finding themselves having to work because they just don't have enough money saved or something happened along the way that kind of derailed them. Right, right. On, on a more sort of positive note, I mean, we're, we're planning for retirement and let's say somebody retires at 65 and they live till 95. I mean, that's a 30 year span. They've almost been retired as long as they've been working, basically. What do you tell people that are approaching retirement? For me personally, like I have no interest in just sitting in a lawn chair or on a beach or, or on a couch for the rest of my life. I mean, I imagine I'll be active in doing things. What are what advice do you give your clients that are approaching retirement to help them plan for that sort of next phase, whatever that looks like? I, th- I think the, the big thing for our clients is what we always talk to them about is just stay active and stay involved in something, right? Whether it's charitable or whether it's you're earning or not earning, the ability to just stay sharp mentally and be you know, around a, a group of people and purpose is a huge part of what I would say, quality retirement and longevity and good health. To me, I think that's like right. the number one thing that you really need to, uh, people should be focusing on. I, you know, again, I think you have to pay some pretty strict attention to during your life projections and, and uh, you know, ideas and goals and, and stick to it. Because if you do that within a, you know, a modest approach, you should be able to weather every storm. I think years ago, the, you know, the old adage was you should plan on retiring with 60% of your income. Anyone who targeted a low number like that is finding themselves, for the most part, in a difficult position. You should basically save as much money as you can. And the evidence of how much people overspend is in this COVID scenario, when you're talking to some of these younger millennials and they always said, oh, I can't really, I can't make it. I'm living in the city. I'm just about getting by. All of a sudden they're saying, I have more excess cash than I ever had because they're going out and spending it pretty aggressively on weekends and trips and things of that nature. And all of a sudden they're all waking up saying, whoa, this is unbelievable. And they're putting that money to work and they're in the market and they're starting to see, I think it'll change that generation forever. I think they'll be a lot wealthier than the waves ahead of them because they've gotten a taste of this big bump just by being forcefully disciplined from a very terrible event, but they're seeing the benefits of being able to save and invest. And I think that's the mindset that people should have is saving and invest. You know, you know, not to say you shouldn't have fun, but there are, there are priorities. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like what you're saying, right, is during the accumulation phase of your world, 
being disciplined, saving, enjoying your life, really having a plan and sticking to it and being being relatively conservative with the approach. And then once you get to retirement, I think you mentioned that having a purpose is critical, right? Having a reason to get up every day, having a have, having some direction on what you want to do for that particular day or that week or that month gives people a sense of, of, of again, a purpose and just having some direction in their life for the latter 30 plus potentially years. I think that's, I think that's incredibly important. I'm turning 60 and I, you know, next month and I got into the business when I was 22 and I'd always been very, very disciplined and goal oriented. And even the smallest amount that I could save in a 401k, then in a retirement plan, in my life insurance, in the market, buying a house and just sticking to it and never really diverting and just keeping the put away a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And all of a sudden you've got those big expenses with the school and the kids and college. And then you get to the end of that and you say, wow, you look back and say, I pretty much stuck to a plan and I didn't really waver off of it. I didn't get damaged along the way because I was relatively, hopefully smart and learned from clients and mentors. But at the end of the day, you look back and say, you know, you land in a pretty darn good place. Again, if you can weather that storm and learn from people around you, the great thing about our business is we see everybody and we see who made mistakes and who didn't. And we've talked in other podcasts about the characteristics of those that are successful. You get to retirement. Retirement should be super fun and stimulating. And to me, the ability to just really help a lot of people and be free from the attachment of money, which is a very, in my opinion, rewarding and good feeling. Yeah, no, that's great, Russ. I appreciate it. I'm sure the audience got a lot out of it. Thank you for sharing the insights. And this is another episode of the Opus Private Client Wellstyle podcast. Thank you for listening. Up next, we'll have a conversation in our next part of the series. Again, thanks for listening. Please subscribe below to hear when our next podcast is coming out. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Style Podcast. Material discussed is meant for general informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Yvonne Wantanabe and Russell Carpentieri are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York, PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Opus Private Client, LLC, is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. Opus Private Client, LLC, is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. Yvonne's California Insurance License Number 0H44206, Russell's California Insurance License Number 0C72511, Compliance Approval 2020-11358 expires 12 of 2022.